Hi, I'm Jim Clemmer, author, speaker, and workshop retreat leader. Firing on all cylinders, the service quality system for high-powered corporate performance. I wrote the book when I was a senior executive with the Achieve Group, a training and consulting firm that I co-founded. The book is based on extensive research and consulting work with hundreds of major organizations. A series of book excerpts aimed at helping you understand how top service quality performers understand their customers' expectations. I call this first section the New Service Battleground. It's based on the premise that business is a lot like tennis. Those who don't serve well end up losing. In a world awash in good products, service is quickly becoming the competitive battleground. In a cover story, Time Magazine reported, disgruntlement with services runs almost counter to the prevailing attitude about products. Consumers show a reasonable level of satisfaction with the merchandise they buy, thanks largely to the technological advances. But the harsh world of the service economy intrudes when a modern product suffers a breakdown. The combination of competitive forces and changing consumer expectations has made service the management issue of the 90s. A number of surveys now confirm that improving service is the highest priority of executives across North America and Europe. Management consultant and author Richard Schoenberger has studied and written extensively on world-class manufacturing in both Japan and North America. His research and international consulting experience have led him to conclude, we've learned more about the right way to run a business in the 1980s than in the preceding half century. In a nutshell, we've learned this, that world-class performance is dedicated to serving the customer. As organizations in every industry and sector move to improve service quality and adapt the new management approaches, the results are so overwhelming as to be unbelievable. Take revenue growth, for instance. The PIMS, or Profit Impact of Market Strategy Database, from the Strategic Planning Institute shows that high service quality providers have average annual sales growth rates more than double that of low service quality providers. The research shows the low performers have been increasing their sales at an average of 8% a year. Considering inflation since the data was first collected in 1972, that's not very impressive. High performers, on the other hand, have been increasing their sales at a rate of 17% per year. Let's talk about customer satisfaction and retention for a moment. North American business has developed an insane imbalance between customer acquisition and customer retention. Many companies will invest millions in sales, marketing costs, to bring customers in the door, and then throw a few thousand dollars at trying to keep them. The proportion is way out of whack. The obsession with customer acquisition rather than retention is a holdover from our North American fat, lazy, and stupid days of plenty. There were always more customers to be found to replace those ingrates who didn't realize what great service quality we were giving them. Obviously, we just weren't selling our marketing hard enough. After all, we've all heard a good salesperson can sell freezers to Eskimos. And we had a load of product to get rid of to keep our mass production factories and offices running. Leading service quality providers are now showing the incredible payoffs that come from building a growing base of loyal customers. 
A number of studies have found that it costs from four to seven times more to attract a new customer than to retain an existing one. In his study of the automotive industry for Fortune, Thomas Moore found the leverage in satisfying customers is enormous. Satisfied customers are twice as likely to stick with their old make and three times as likely to return to the dealer who sold them the car. A large food processor found in a series of studies conducted by A.C. Nielsen Company that 34% of unhappy customers quietly switched brands without a complaint to the company. Another 4% stopped buying any of the company's brands. A well-implemented service quality improvement effort increases customer satisfaction on an array of minor and major issues. And what about market share? Your company's market share is a direct reflection of the value customers place on it. Quite simply, when enough customers believe your products or services provide the highest value for their dollars, you will beat your competitors and gain a higher share of available customers. The PIMS data clearly show that high service quality providers are gaining the market share given up by low service quality providers. The difference was a loss of 2% per year for low performers versus gains of 6% per year for the high performers. The rich truly are getting richer. Those companies perceived by their customers to produce and deliver high service quality are moving ahead of their lesser competitors at a rate of 8% a year. You don't have to be a marketing genius to realize that at that rate, it doesn't take long for top companies to move into commanding positions in their markets. And the weak performer's position continues to weaken, victims of the service quality revolution. A major determinant of market share is a company's image in its marketplace. In the past decade, word of mouth and its more formal manifestation found in many consumer and industry protection movements have been playing a much bigger part in broadcasting what kind of service quality a company is consistently delivering as perceived by its customers. TARP is a Washington, D.C.-based nonprofit organization that has made a specialty of researching consumer complaints. TARP finds that while only a small percent of your unhappy customers bother to tell you about their dissatisfaction, they are more than eager to tell lots of your potential customers about the problems they've had dealing with you. TARP has studied the ripple effect of dissatisfied customers and word-of-mouth testimonials. Based on TARP's findings, let's look at the cumulative effect of one unhappy customer who lost over $100 and didn't bother to complain. The original customer who won't return, well, that's one customer. The potential customers not gain because the original customer didn't tell them how satisfied he or she was, well, that's eight customers. The potential customers lost because the original customer told them how dissatisfied he or she was, well, that's 16. So when you total all that up, the customers lost from one unhappy customer equals 25. Now, here's the 64,000, or for many companies, the $64 million question. What does it cost your company to get 25 new customers? So what's the point of all of this? 
Your organization needs a clear, consistent understanding of what service quality means and how to deliver it. If your organization cannot consistently define service quality, how can you measure it? And if you can't measure it, how can you achieve it? Most managers and employees want to improve service quality, but they're not all reading the same roadmap. In fact, they're not even all heading to the same place. So how do we begin to address all this? 